This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Welcome to Start to Finish Motherhood, a podcast for those thinking or already single mothers by choice, just looking for practical advice for navigating life's relationships. When you decide to have children on your own, it doesn't mean that you're completely alone. I'm Aisha Jenkins, and I'm partnering with you every step of your journey. Hi, so I'm here today with another solo episode. So I'm in a different scenery, trying out different things this season. I'm currently sitting on an exercise ball so that I'm multitasking with my core workout. I'm also in the process of letting a pie cool. So I've been apple picking and I've been on this slab apple pie. I've been on this slab apple pie kind of path lately. And so I've got some pie cooling. Okay. So today's episode. So in the season opener, I talked about entering into a transition in my life and I don't do well with transitions. I'm a slow burn. So it takes me a little bit of time to get into the groove. And I'm really introspective to figure out what my feelings are around these different transition points. And so right now I am going through a transition point. I don't think it's a midlife crisis, but it is a midlife transition. My kids are getting older. I am firmly in the adulting phase of my single mother by choice journey along with the parenting phase. But by that, I mean that I feel like there's a light at the end of the tunnel. I have a little bit more time to myself. The kids are a bit more independent. So I can start thinking in terms of what I want to do for me. So, so yeah, yeah. Both of the kids are about to get into school. Next year, I should have some funds freed up in my budget because childcare is the biggest part, I think, the biggest financial hit that you take when you do the single mother by choice journey and you're, you're financing everything solo. And so childcare can sometimes run the same as the cost of a mortgage. And it's a huge chunk. And so for me, it sidelined me for a bit, but it was fine because it also aligned with where I needed to be for parenting. I had, you know, small kids. And so people weren't really expecting me to show up and be at different places. And so that aligned with my wallet. <laughs> my wallet also said, you can't afford to show up and be in different places. And now that I am looking at freeing that money back up into my budget, I started really thinking about what I wanted to do and how that might impact me as I go through this transition. So it's kind of an exercise for me, but also a way to alleviate some of the anxiety because the kids are getting bigger and as kids get bigger, you know, they grow away from you. They become more independent. They start to have a life of their own. And that means that for the last almost 10 years, 
where I didn't have a life. Now I have to go back out and uncover that life. And so to those of you who are in the thinking process, don't let go of your friends. Don't let go of your life and your interests. Keep those and check in with them periodically throughout the early years of your kids' lives. Because once your kids start to get lives of their own, you are going to want to have a life to fall back on. So it it's, you know, with mixed emotions that I'm looking forward into this next transition and really trying to prepare myself for the emotions that I'm already starting to feel. I am hugging the girls more, snuggling with them more, you know, cherishing the baby fat and the 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 talking like little chickmunks because it's going to change and it changes so quickly. So I'm staying in the moment. I'm enjoying it. But I also know that I have to sort myself out because wherever you go, there you are. So with the end of daycare, at the end of the daycare years, I've also been thinking about how I feel. Sometimes I feel pretty run down. Sometimes I feel low on energy. And so I've been thinking a lot about the concept of a soft life. And so the Urban Dictionary definition of a soft life is surprisingly in alignment with what I think a soft life is for me. And I'll read it right here. A soft life is where you make decisions that leave you feeling stress free and vibrating higher. It's less about wealth, though it helps, and more about making good choices. And this is totally me. I center myself around being able to, to, to make choices. And before I get too far into this episode, I do know that having choices available to you as options and even to consider a soft life is a privileged perspective. Now, while I didn't grow up with privilege and, and a lot of an economic privilege that I am aware of to even be able to pursue the single mother by choice path and to have this conversation about having funds left over after paying for childcare. So I know it is inherently a privileged um, option and I'm, I'm grateful for it. And it humbles me because I try to stay firmly grounded in the way that I grew up and where I came from to understand and walk in with this privilege comes a degree of responsibility. And so I want to state that up front. So as I think about getting extra funds, I'm thinking about different ways that I can make my life easier as a single mom by choice and what that means to be on this path to stress-free. So when I decided to become a single mother by choice, that was a soft life decision. I wanted to make a choice that was going to make my life stress-free. That doesn't mean that my life is easy because raising kids is just hard. But it does mean that I don't have a lot of overhead and external stressors that I have to deal with on a day-to-day basis. The stresses that I have to deal with are just my kids and stresses due to my, my work environment, my job. And so making the choice to become a single mother by choice, I wanted no drama. I wanted low stress. And that's exactly what I got. Now, as I look toward, you know, that's emotional, an emotional soft life. Physically, being the sole provider means that I am providing, but I'm also doing all the things. So I'm the one who's going grocery shopping. I'm the one who's cooking, the one who's cleaning and doing laundry and folding laundry. 
I am slowly getting my kids on a journey to folding their own own laundry, putting their own laundry in the, the washing machine and getting their clothes put away. And that's going to be a journey. So when I think about things that would make my life softer, give me more time, less stress, I think in terms of finding me time, right? I want to have some time to sleep late, like I used to be able to sleep in. As a single mother by choice, I am doing the shuttling around. So I get the kids up and get them ready for school. I drive them to school. I pick them up. There was a time when I was on maternity leave where a friend gifted me with picking up my kid and dropping my kid off while I was home with the baby. And that was a tremendous blessing because that meant that all I had to do was just throw in a bathrobe, get my child to the door, and then I could go back to sleep. And so that was really a blessing. And that eased my life just a bit, probably more (laughs) than I anticipated, but it's something that I would look forward to now as I am more and more tired. So the things that I, I considered that would make my life softer is building in some me time. And I'll go through each of these one by one. Also meal prep. Meal prep and thinking about meals takes a big mental toll on me at the end of the workday. I don't want to have to think about what I'm having for dinner because I have no one home to take out the meat. So that's a black thing. You know, you freeze the meat and then you have somebody take the meat out so that it can thaw in the refrigerator and be ready for you to cook when you get home. House cleaning. I step over kid messes all the time. They do their best to clean up their messes, but they just don't clean as well as adults do. And so I have to end up going behind them and cleaning up and then they clean up and then they make messes again. And so I think housekeeping would be a way that I can offload some of the the duties of being the sole provider in a household. Laundry is another one that I would gladly give someone. And it's not so much washing the laundry, it is folding the laundry and putting away the laundry. And there was a time in my life before kids where I had someone come and clean my, my home and also fold the laundry. And all I had to do was put it away. And that was awesome. So I would be looking to do a little bit of that. And then vacation. The older I get, the more I appreciate disconnecting from work and disconnecting from home. And for me to be able to do that, that means that I have to go. I have to pack up the kids and I have to go. Along with vacations, part of that is going to be carving out time for me to do girls trips. I have kept a lot of my pre-baby friends and I plan to get back to doing an occasional trip with them again, because it just takes you out of everything and it makes you feel carefree again. So those are just some of the things that I am thinking about as I sat down and thought about what would make my life easier, what would make, get rid of some of the stress in my life, finding me time, looking for ways to do meal prep or have someone meal prep for me, housekeeping, laundry, and then building more vacations in. So let's take each of those one by one. So for the me time, what I've been doing is as a single mother by choice, I think we're often conflicted with 
being outside of the house and away from our kids and hiring a sitter, it's just what society does to moms. And so one of the things I decided to do is now that the kids are bigger, I can probably get a regular sitter. So maybe it's a Saturday sitter once or twice a month. And then I go outside of the house. And I've also been looking into parents night out in the area. And so for those of you who are new to this, parents night out is an event that daycare centers put on, children's gyms will sometimes do parents night out. And it is an opportunity for parents to either have a date night or go away and have, you know, cocktails and happy hour for like two to three hours at a reduced price. So it's like group childcare. You drop your kids off in a group. I think for some of them, the kids have to be potty trained. They might feed the kids and the kids watch a movie. So the kids have a good time while the parents go and they spend two to three hours just with their significant other. For me, my significant other would be me and just go and just enjoy yourself. And then you come and grab the kids. So I've been spending the last month and a half looking into parents night out in my area so that I can, you know, start to build in some evening time, just, just little bursts of time. And so I'm signing up for parents night out. I am also considering getting a weekend babysitter, like I said, you know, once a week. So, and then, so there was a period in early parenthood where I felt touched out. Like, you know, I just wanted my own space. I didn't want little hands touching me or, you know, what have you. And during that time, I could not really just relax and have a massage or, you know, have body work done. And now I think I'm getting to the point where I actually need to have the body work because as you get older, you start to lose flexibility. So I want to get the flexibility back in my body. I want to do the longer stretches and have, you know, the knots worked out of my muscles. And so I am going to try to look for a massage place to go where when I get that weekend sitter, maybe I also do a massage or when I do the parents night out, maybe I also schedule a massage just to kind of loosen up, you know, my body just a little bit more. Okay. Meal prep. So currently one of the, the things that I do allow into my budget is eating out. We eat out probably twice a week and we do clean eating. You know, you, I, I try, I avoid, you know, fast food. I try to, you know, pick, you know, the fresher foods, fish, things like that, that are, it's just good food and it's free for me. So no steamed veggies. I'm sorry. I can make my own steamed veggies. And so, so those are, those are the things that I allow in my budget, but maybe I will look at some of the meal prep services where they have all of the ingredients and they ship it to you. So maybe I might incorporate some of that into my my day-to-day, my weekly routine. Also, if I get a regular sitter, some of the regular sitters will do cooking. So it's something that I would interview for and then see if that would work for, for our family. Maybe have a big pot meal prepared for us, you know, on a Saturday and have leftovers. So those are just different ways that I'm thinking to make my life easier in the kitchen. There's still things that I love to do. I'm still always going to bake, but, and we, we eat fairly simple because I try to follow the kids diet and my kids, they like, you know, fresh fruit and veggies, like they like salads. And so there's not a lot of sauteed veggies and, you know, steamed veggies. Now, 
since I've had the garden, I've been getting into the different greens that come out of the garden. I'm not a fan of okra, but I found that when I mixed okra in with some of the greens and I sauteed them together, the texture works for me better than the texture of okra alone or spinach alone. And so that works for me. So just different ways to get good foods into our bodies. But we've got like cucumbers and tomatoes and all of the stuff coming out of the garden. And my kids really like it because I grew foods that I knew that they would eat. Okay. So house cleaning, house cleaning is big for me. I think I'm one of those people where I get stressed out by a lot of things. And so I've been, I purge as I go, but kids are pack rats and they just pack a lot of stuff. And so I find that I can't be as sentimental with artwork. I just have to be like, you know, some of the artwork just goes straight to the trash. And then like their toys, I try to minimize the amount of toys that come into the house. I'm constantly, you know, doing a clean sweep of the house and that I sweep up toys as well. So that has to go. But I think if I have the budget to get a housekeeper, I would probably have a weekly house cleaning or a bi-weekly month house cleaning. So someone can come in and I know that, you know, twice a month, my house is going to have a deep cleaning. And I think that that would alleviate some of the stress, know that, you know, it's everything is being dusted or vacuumed. Now I struggle with the fact that I did not grow up with a housekeeper or someone else cleaning. And so what do I want to impart to my kids? What messaging am I sending my kids if I get a housekeeper? And so what I plan to do is so that the kids do understand this important skill of cleaning up after yourself. I would probably have the housekeeper clean up the major areas of the house, kitchen, bathrooms, family room, living room, um, probably my room, and then have the housekeeper vacuum their rooms, but the kids need to clean up their rooms after themselves. So that is something that I really think that I want to build into my my budget and my regular lifestyle. Also laundry. Laundry is a big stressor for me. Last season, I talked about how adding one kid does not double the laundry. It feels like it triples the laundry because the kids get together, they play dress up, they wear each other's clothes. When they go to the beach, there's a towel for each of them, but then there's a house towel because they track water into the house. So it feels like the amount of laundry that I end up doing has not doubled, but it doubled, it went 2.5 times. So I have two kids and then I add in that extra half a kid for just the combined laundry of the two of them together because these kids will know you're not wearing that. They will try something on. I'll veto it. They take it off. Somehow it ends up in the laundry. And so I started having to go through my daughter's laundry or when I tell her to take something off, I have to remind her it is not dirty. Put it back in your drawer or I have to go behind her to check to make sure she did not put it in the laundry. And so I've been working with my kids to help with the laundry. So put the laundry in the washing machine and, you know, to sort their clothes. Luckily with fast fashion, all of their clothes are like colored or bright colored clothes. And so I don't have to worry too much about sorting clothes. I just put it all in the laundry from both kids and myself. I've even stopped, you know, with the pandemic, buying really, really nice clothes and, you know, clothes that will 
bleed onto other clothes. And so that's made life a lot easier. So we have one palette, it's colorful and everything goes into the laundry, except for, you know, the linen, I still wash separately, but washing the laundry is not a problem. Now, emptying the dryer and having someone fold the laundry, that's a challenge. Luckily, I have one little kid, the four-year-old who loves to, to help. And so she'll be like, Sometimes I will dump the laundry on the couch and I'll be like, kids, fend for yourselves, you know, in the mornings. But the little one, she'll sometimes go through all of the laundry and she'll pick out her stuff and she'll fold her stuff and then put it away. And it's the cutest thing. She'll be like, mom, I, I, I got all my laundry. I folded it. And I, I look I'm like, oh, you're so cute. But <laughs> the four-year-old can't fold all the laundry. So having someone... Maybe it's part of what I do with the housekeeper or maybe occasionally when it gets to be too much, I outsource the laundry. And then vacations. So my family is fairly small in that I'm the last one to have kids. So that means all of my siblings, both younger and older than me, have had kids. Their kids are now grown, so they're grandparents. And my sisters have moved out of the area. And so now that means that holidays are different for my immediate family of three and what can I do with that time? I want to build traditions and memories. So maybe we start to do little trips because the holidays tend to have longer spans of time off work. And so maybe we do something like we go to the beach in the off season or we do, you know, a two day cruise or we just get out of the house. We do a bed and breakfast at some quaint little area. So maybe I start building in those mini trips into our routine to, you know, alleviate some stress for me, get a change of scenery for the kids now that they're older. And then also I want to add in maybe like one bigger summer vacation into our life. Now that the kids are older and even the four-year-old who will be five next year can spend time enjoying a different location my oldest is really into social studies and it's really into, she's an extreme extrovert. So likes people and likes the adventure of going to different places. So maybe this is something that we can build into our routine as well. So with this transition that's coming, part of my thought process is to give myself enough time to break down what or who I am at this transition point. I'm older, I'm about to hit midlife, my kids are more independent. The stress, the financial stresses of having young kids is about to, to go away. So there's gonna be some funds that get freed up, just different things that I can do to make my life easier now that I don't have to 100% be a part of maintaining everything. Like, the kids can do some stuff. I can do some stuff. And then I can have a third party do some stuff to help make our lives easier. And so that is my definition of a soft life. Again, Urban Dictionary's definition really does align well with my definition is that a soft life is where you make decisions that leave you feeling stress-free and vibrating higher. It's less about wealth, though having money helps, it's more about making good choices. It's more about making active choices, right? And so, and your choices can be limited by circumstances, but being able to, to make a choice 
means that you're part of it. It relieves some of the stress and some of the the overhead burden of having choices foisted upon you. So being an active participant in the choices kind of makes it feel like you're an active participant in the direction of your life. And so for me, that definition of a soft light really resonates and aligns with with me and, you know, being stress-free and drama-free by choice. Uh, So there you have it. This was another episode of Start to Finish Motherhood, and I hope that you got something out of it. Please let me know, what is your definition of a soft life? What are some of the things that you're doing to make your life easier? Or what are some of the things that you'd like to do in the future to make your life a little bit easier? Until next time, if you're you're not following the YouTube channel and you want to see more videos, go check out the videos that are there. Send me an email at Aisha at starttofinishmotherhood.com if there are some videos that you'd like to see. And until next time, bye now. Thanks for listening to Start to Finish Motherhood with Aisha. If you want to keep the conversation going, follow Start to Finish Motherhood on Instagram or email me at Aisha at starttofinishmotherhood.com. If you love this episode, please share it with anyone who's thinking of becoming a single mother by choice, anyone who's already parenting as a single mother by choice and just looking for advice on navigating it all, or a friend or family member who's looking to support someone else's single mother by choice journey. Until next time, bye now. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.